at the perfect position and race to the bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Now that's Winslow tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer, because that's how you know it's Winslow. is Race to the Bottom. I'm your host, John Reed, and we are raring to go. We heard from Bjork with Hyper Ballad Remix off the Remix LP with The Strains. And then we heard the song that I always think is called Who Knows? Something's Coming from West Side Story. I'd never seen West Side Story until a couple years ago. And then I quickly watched it uh, four times in a row because I watched it with my wife, and uh, my, who was my girlfriend at the time. And then I showed it to my students, and I have three classes. It's kind of fascinating stuff you hear on Race to the Bottom. I am your host, John Reed. We're listening to Bremer and McCoy off their upcoming album, Drobber. What are they, Norwegian? These guys... Owen, are these guys Norwegian or, or uh, Dutch or uh, Finnish? Will you look up... I know they're Northern European. Will you look that up, please? Got my new intern, Owen, up in here. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Up in here. My opening monologue is sponsored by Winslow Tea. I'm drinking some lukewarm Winslow right now. Ah, mm, that's how you know it's Winslow. Thank you to Winslow Tea. They are ancillary to the success of the show and today, the word of the day is ancillary. Um, I need to make a stinger for that new segment, the word of the day, and figure out who's going to bring that to us, which one of our amazing sponsors. But ancillary means providing necessary support to the primary activities or operations of an organization, institution, industry, or system. And um, our sponsors here on the show are 
extremely ancillary. I'm not sure if I'm using this word right. I, I, uh, one of my friends, I don't, I don't use the word ancillary, but I'm trying to today because it's the word of the day. Word of the day. Maybe that it will be something like that. But in all seriousness, let me turn down Bremer and McCoy. I want to thank Johnny's Automotive. Because talk about ancillary. We could not do the show without Johnny's Automotive. And I just want to I wanna take this time to thank Johnny's. Um, and I'm going to do that through the ancient medium of song. Um, because...
I had this memory of I did a live race to the bottom back in Asheville when we were on Asheville FM. We're on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thanks for listening today. Um, but my friend, I, I did the I did a karaoke cover of um, "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus, and immediately when I got done, my friend J Rod turned to me and said, "That was really long." kind of felt like that, but, you know, uh, all this time, I was singing that song, and all this time, Johnny's Automotive has been supporting our show and the political checkup, and I just wanted to take that time to thank his, um, how, how ancillary he is to the show. Okay, moving right along, um... I talk a lot of trash on the show, uh, and but I don't want to get too caught up in that. I want to also be positive. That's why I started this segment called Recommended. And this is brought to you by Hollerback Home Security. Because I recommend you stay safe. It's Saturday morning. You're sipping your coffee. I know. You're trying to relax. You don't want to think about burglary, Grand Theft Auto, home invasion, but around this great country of ours, right now, those things are happening. That's why I gotta tell you about the Hollaback Smart Home Security System, equipped with security cameras, video monitoring, and all manner of intelligent home solutions. Good, now I have your attention. Let's talk response time. We get there faster than a pizza. Installation? done in an hour. Customer service, 24-7. Style and design, sleek, low profile. Connectivity, fail-safe. And what about our features? Shut the garage door, turn up the heat, run the dishwasher, offer a cell phone. Or if it really hits the fan, zap an intruder with a laser gun. Definitely with a sound blast. Or try a patented kick to the groin. Rated number one by J.D. Power and Associates. For a free, whole home risk assessment, go to hollabackhomesecurity.com. All right, now back to the show. And back to recommended, um, I've talked uh, over the past month or so how I've become a devotee of the show Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. I, you know, I knew of the show. I'd maybe seen a couple episodes, but when um, my wife and I were flying to Albuquerque, New Mexico, I uh, watched it on the plane, uh, maybe six or seven episodes back-to-back, and I fell in love. And um, I know a lot of people make fun of Guy Fieri, but uh, I really enjoy him, and I really enjoyed this, and I recommend you listen to this right now. This uh, Guy Fieri got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and his buddy, um, Matthew McConaughey, did the uh, induction speech, uh, which is as follows, recommended.
HuffPost for that really moving video. Um, yeah, Guy Fieri and Matthew McConaughey, buddies, both men of faith. Beautiful. So that's my first uh, recommended, recommended, or recommendation. I could say that. Um, let's let's do another one. Next recommendation, uh, if you know me, you know that I love The Best Show with Tom Sharpling. Uh, it used to be on WFMU, and now it is um, independent. Uh, it's it's an internet radio show that becomes a podcast. It's Tuesday nights, 9 o'clock. And uh, The Best Show uh, has really, you know, I have to say, has changed my life. Um, I started listening to it. Because uh, my friend John Ellison gave me a copy of this phone call. They do these phone calls where this guy John Worcester calls in as all these different characters. Um, nothing at all like what I do on my show. Um, and he called in as this guy from the magazine Pizza Aficionado. And I thought it was real um, and didn't realize it was um, a bit until like 20 minutes into the phone call. But, um, you know, I started listening to that, and I, it led me towards getting a radio show. It also kind of led me towards moving to uh, New York. So um, the show's still going strong. It's been going for about 20 years. Tom Sharpling is hilarious, as is John Worcester, his comedy partner, and all the, all the ancillary people on the show. Uh, so check out the best show if you haven't. That is um, one of my recommendations. I would also like to recommend the Mets. They are a baseball team um, and the and Major League Baseball Association. Um, and here's why I love the Mets. Uh, you can love the Yankees. You know that they'll probably be uh, pretty decent every year. Uh, they've won the most World Series of any team. Uh, but if you want excitement, and if you want underdog status, and if you want to be driven insane by uh, a baseball team's highs and lows, and its uh, wacky cast of characters, and if, if you like scrappy uh, kind of losers, um... The Mets are the team for you. So, uh, and I might have a phone call to expound more on that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, I recommend the Mets to you. We got we're, we got a, a couple more here. I'd like to recommend, uh, you know, Hall's Cough Drops? I'm sure you do, but I'd like to recommend the Black Halls. They are extra strong, and uh, if you have a scratchy throat, uh, nine times out of ten, unless you're, like, really sick, man, those Black Halls, extra mentholated, they'll they'll, uh, they'll knock that scratchy throat uh, right out of the water. Recommendation. 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 
show is uh, if you can do it, please take the four train from the Bronx um, at about uh, 3.30, uh, take it towards Manhattan. There's this uh, conductor who uh, is the most verbose human being on the planet. Um, In between every stop, he launches into the most kind of over-explained diatribe about all things um, train-related. Um, and I l- love his la- his kind of conductor launches so much that I recorded one of them. Um, and this is just one of his launches. I did not piece this together. This is um, my four-train conductor's launch uh this is from January. I found this that I had done, but I, I, I ride his train frequently, and this is pretty much par for the course. Here we go. I need your help to keep the trains moving this time of day during the rush hours. Trains are lined up from the Bronx to Brooklyn this time of day. All trains are in service. This time of day, the 4 and 5 Express make the same stops all the way out to Franklin Avenue in Brooklyn, which is the next to the last stop on this 4 Express. Once again, the 4 and 5 Express make the same stops all the way to Franklin Avenue, the next to the last stop on this train. Once again, this time of day, all trains are in service. This time of day, there's a train right behind us, right in front of us and right behind us. We need your help to keep the trains moving. Once again, use all doors. Let them off the train for your safety. Please not block or hold the doors while the train is in the station. Note that all the doors on the train do not close at the same time. The doors in front of the conductor are the last doors to close. The doors on the front half of the train. You'll always have more time to both enter and exit trains to and from the first five cars of the train for that reason. Because those doors are the last doors to close. If you have a backpack on your back and you're able to take it off, please do so. Please do so before you get on the train when it'll be easier to take off. Your fellow riders will appreciate it and we'll have more room on the train. If you're waiting for a train at 86th Street, middle of the platform, near the stairs, near the conductor, please take a moment to walk down the platform towards the front of the rear, where it will be easier to get onto the train. Most of the people are exiting from the middle of the train. Once again, we need your help to keep the trains moving this time of day. There's a train right behind us. Thank you. Thanks for riding with MTA New York City Transit. Unbelievable. And I didn't even get the beginning of that. That I, he, I heard you started talking... So I had to get out my phone and, and hit record. That, uh, it's like two-minute long uh, discourse. Uh, I don't think he's ancillary. Is that the correct use? All right, so that was recommended, and thank you to Hollerback Home Security Systems for that. Man, this is a long – talk about how J-Rod said this is long, but I'm still going because I have not finished my monologue. Monologue? I'm mining for things. Um, this next segment is brought to you by NYC Pigeon People, and it's called Excusez-moi. First we'll hear from Craig, and then we'll, we'll uh, do the drop. Hi, I'm Craig. I love pigeons. Do you? Some people say we're crazy, but pigeons are the best. Don't you agree? I love to feed them, to watch them fly to be surrounded by them. Some people say that's disgusting. I think those people are wrong. That's why I started NYC Pigeon People, a group of like-minded pigeons. 
pigeon enthusiasts. We talk about the best pigeon feed, the best pigeon parks, the best or maybe the worst thing that someone's ever said when you say, hey, my name's Craig and I love to feed pigeons. So come on through to nycpigeonpeople.net and thanks to Race to the Bottom and Radio Free Brooklyn for, for letting me do this. I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me in French. It means I am sorry. Excusez-moi. Excuse-moi. Pardon. Pardonnez-moi. Je suis désolé. Yeah, so this is excusez-moi. This is part of the part of the show where I apologize uh, for last week's show or something that happened. Um, brought to you by NYC Pigeon People. I got to talk to Craig about this because I've got this pigeon enthusiast on uh, my block and every morning he's got this he throws out breadcrumbs uh to the pigeons like on his little um place out in front of his his apartment but on friday sometimes you know i whatever so some people think it's disgusting just like craig said um i could be possibly in that camp but if you're just throwing out breadcrumbs fine but sometimes I guess maybe he runs out of breadcrumbs and he'll throw out something that's completely uncalled for on uh, out, out in front for, for his pigeons. And on Friday he threw out Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Okay? And the pigeons do not eat Fruit Loops. And so they just sit there and they get soggy and it's disgust. That is disgusting. Truly disgusting. So I got to i got to ask Craig what he thinks about this. If he knows this guy on my block, he's part of NYC Pigeon People. Um, But um, in any event, thank you to Craig and NYC Pigeon People for excusez-moi. So last week we had this big thing where Bill de Blasio, who's now running for president, he's the mayor of New York City, um, he was supposed to be calling in to the show and his advanced team kept calling talking to my intern Marcus um, and they the, the last call I was aware of he said uh, he was toweling off at the the Y there in, in Iowa what was it Sioux, Sioux City Falls or something he said he was about ready to talk then um, my dad, your doctor, Dr. Dad called in. And um, some people, I was already really frustrated uh, by, I got I really got my hopes up that Bill de Blasio was going to call in. And I was snippy with my dad. Uh, we had a little debate. Oh, my God, there's a phone call. Um, yes, uh, race to the bottom. Howie, what's up, man? Hi, hi. Uh, the the Mets are up. Their Mets are up, and the Mets are down. Oh my uh, God! Yes. Um, so real, real quick, let me set this phone call up. Uh, so okay. I was because I was in the middle of a segment, but I'll, I, that's fine. I'll get back to excusez-moi. So let's. I, I'll hold on. Whatever works. Whatever works. Well, let's yeah. just. Um, I'm going to just table excusez-moi because I know uh, I I have some things to apologize for but i'm going to just put that to the side i'm going to put a pin in it and because i was uh i was talking about the mets a few minutes ago i'm i'm sorry how i'm going 
crazy long on my opening monologue. Um, yeah. But it's it's fine. It's whatever. But uh, I did mention the Mets, and I recommended I recommended the Mets uh, to to our listeners, and um, and let's get into. I said that the Mets kind of can drive you crazy if you, if you want dependability and you want to be a front runner, top dog kind of guy, be a Yankees fan. But if you've got some heart, come on over to the Mets. Yeah, it's it's, it's easy to easy to uh, you know go with. Go with the winners, right? Yeah, I feel like people who like the Mets, they they probably like uh, Budweiser, you know, McDonald's. Yeah. They like the you know the easy, PB. yeah, you know, PB and J, right? They're they're like right. they don't want they don't want to uh, venture too far off the uh, the path the path. Right, and and you you were saying earlier. Um, you know, if you want to be driven insane by the highs and lows, yes. you know that's that's why we're Mets fans. And you know, you you talk about talk about a roller coaster. Um, I mean, just look at the last week, week and a half. It's it's crazy. You know, um, they they get swept by lowly Miami, and then all the talk is they're going to fire the manager. You know, yeah. they're out of it again, and then and then they sweep. Sweep the Nats four games, you know, and and then they're back in the race, and then they have Syndergaard um, going last night against a, a lousy Detroit team, and and they lose, you know. So um, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So let me set this up because I know we've got some people who don't really know baseball. So basically, this team, the Mets, every year, uh, you know. Fans like like Howie and myself, we we get all every year. We think it's our year, uh, and this year looked really really good. And I I I drank the Kool Aid, um, and it it started off pretty well, uh, but like every year, the the injuries begin to plague our our players, and then and things are kind of uh, kind of iffy. And then this team, the Marlins, who are literally like maybe the worst team in uh, like ever, uh, the Mets were, were like, oh well, at least we can play these Mar- the Marlins and beat up on them. They sweep us, meaning they beat us what three or four games in a row. Three, three, three games. Three games yeah. in a row, and so everybody's just like, something needs to happen. Let's fire this this guy, Mickey Callaway, this this coach, yeah. Uh, yeah. the manager. And then, uh, you know, it was this back and forth. Oh, and, and uh, Howie, we, we haven't even brought up. So the this our superstar, this guy, Ioannis Cespedes, who we got uh, a couple of years ago. This guy, uh, you know, he he's basically like the glass man. Uh, yeah. He's, he had one good season with us when we went to the World Series, and then basically – uh, since then, he's had every injury known to man. He had yeah. some operation on his heels where he's been out uh, with some heel operation for like a year. Yeah. And then and then there's like and then there's chatter that he might make it back this year. And, and it's like hope springs eternal. And then yeah. in this whole uh, the, the doldrums of all this that's happening with the team. 
they announced that this guy who's recuperating on his ranch has fallen into a hole, like, in in the ground on his ranch and fractured his ankle and won't be back for the rest of the year, if not next year. Right. I know. That's so typical, you know. that's That was kind of the thinking, is, like, the Mets can sort of stay close, you know, stay in the thick of it, and then they get this superstar, Cespedes, back, uh, you know, and he could, like, help get him over the top, right? And then he, like, you know, steps into a <laughs> ditch, and, and that might that might be his career, you yeah. know? So, well, welcome, welcome to the New York Mets. But, but then, so things were getting so horrible, and, and Howie, I didn't tell you this uh, when we were uh, texting back and forth. I, so things got so bad that I have this rule where once the Mets get below 500, meaning where they kind of they're losing more than they're winning, I have yeah. to kind of take a break from watching the games because it it they yeah. it starts to get too disturbing, and um, and so I just kind of sit out for a little while. Um, but yeah. I I te- I texted my baseball buddy uh, Dan. I said, if the Mets sweep this series against the uh, Washington Nationals, let's go to the Tigers game on Sunday because uh, it's Memorial yeah. Day weekend and the Mets are in town playing the Detroit Tigers. And it was just yeah. a total kind of joke. Like, yeah, if yeah, yeah. who would yeah. ever imagine? Because now they've got everybody injured, and it's like the, the complete B squad of all these guys you've never heard of. And then – what happens? They sweep the Nationals with all the and all these like dudes who's who like are like high school baseball players are hitting home runs left and right. So yeah, I'm going to the to the game on Sunday. And, and that's largely, you know, is that because the Mets, you know, really are pretty good, or or is that because the Nationals are really that bad and the bullpen? so bad because they were losing most of those games mm-hmm. that came from behind in like the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning. So that might be more refl- reflection <laughs> of, of Washington than the Mets. Not not really sure. Um, but then then last night, you know, when you have Syndergaard, who's, you know, potentially this incredible pitcher going against a terrible team, you figure we're going to keep keep the winning streak going. Nope. But not with these Mets. No. You, know, you just you never know, and and for me, I I always feel like John, um, you know, if they stay close to five hundred, okay, then you gotta just if they're close to five hundred, then you could hit five hundred, then go on a little streak mm-hmm. and kind of really really have a chance. So to me, for a Mets fan, you know, it, it's kind of like hope always springs eternal. Yeah. Um, really, like based on nothing, <laughs> you know. Um, that's just kind of the way it is, you know. I mean, yeah. For some strange reason, uh, I'm an optimist, and it's kind of like the old, um, you know, Tug McGraw thing. You, you got to believe, yeah. you know. Um, and I, I don't know why, you know, it's not based on experience, but, you know, here I am thinking, you know, we, we got a chance. Yeah. You know? How else, yeah, how else can you face life without, without a little bit of hope? Um, you gotta have hope. Yeah. Right. So, um, so Howie, th- thanks for calling. Before I let you go, I want to know what. So, you know, there when things were really bad, the, 
the kind of default position was we got to get rid of this manager. Two questions. Yeah. A, yeah. do you think that um, – what, what do you think of this Mets manager, Mickey Calloway? Do you think he's uh, – should stay or we should can the guy? And B, uh, do you think that uh, in modern baseball, managers even have that much effect on the game? Uh, you know, that's, that's a really good question, and I don't have a real clear answer there, you know, because I feel like, you know, the manager, you know, they make – they make decisions, and a lot of the decisions are based on analytics now. Everybody just mm-hmm. looks at all the numbers and percentages, and I feel like it's kind of lost, like, kind of gut instinct and a feeling that this guy can get up and get a hit now, or this pitcher can come in and get people out. So as far as the manager, you know, they're always kind of the scapegoat when the team's not doing well, and I, I don't know. I feel like really, you know, the players got to get out there and, and perform, you know, and I don't know how much of that is really on the manager. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, thank you for calling, and uh, I'm sure that, that this season uh, will will not disappoint as far as uh, the dramatic narrative goes. I mean, we, we, there's a good chance we're not going to be making the playoffs, but at least – We'll we'll have some uh, continuing good phone calls throughout the the year if you if you keep uh, keep calling in. Uh, no, I I gotta believe you, and I, I think we're gonna make the playoffs this good. year. Good, yeah, me uh, too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, enjoy enjoy the game tomorrow. We're gonna get on another good little winning streak here. Yes, so, please. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Thanks, Howie. All right. All right, bye. John. Hey. How are we calling in? All right. All right. So, man, this is this is unusual. I don't even think I'm going to play any more music except for my outro. I still am halfway through my monologue. We've got Johnny's checkup. Let's do this, though. All right? All right. So, to reset the, the uh, my excuse, I, I got to do the excusez-moi. Um tag again to reset here. Uh, here we go. Where is it? Excusez-moi. I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me in French. That means I am sorry. Excusez-moi. Excuse-moi. Pardon. Pardonnez-moi. Je suis désolé. Okay. So, I was snippy with Dr. Dad because I was frustrated with BDB not calling in. When Dr. Dad was on the line with me, he said something to the effect of, listen, John, if, if Bill de Blasio calls in, you can, uh, you, you can take that call and uh, I'll get off the line. My intern, uh, Marcus, somehow heard that and thought that my dad had said, don't take the call. I want to stay on the line. So BDB himself called the show. Marcus screened the call and said, I'm sorry. Um, John's dad is on the line and, uh, he, he can't, um, he can't take your call. Um, so I screamed at Marcus after the show. I felt and then I immediately felt bad, so I took him out to lunch. 
but Marcus uh, decided he doesn't uh, no longer wants to be part of the show. Um, so, excusez-moi, pardonnez-moi, uh, je suis désolé, uh, Marcus, and I hope you uh, hope you you heal from your uh, sports hernia and you can start playing quadruple bass again. I it's my bad, um, but. Um, I, I have to say, I no mas, no more. Um, that was a protest song we used to sing back in the day. Uh, but I need to make a pledge. No matter what happens, I am not going to scream at my new intern, Owen, who is doing a great, he did a great job screening the call uh, that uh, Howie just did. I think, I think this is going to work because I've had, how many interns now? I had I had Gerald, I had Gerard, I had Blair, I had Millicent, I had Pasquale, Marcus. Now, Owen, you're you, Owen, you're the seventh, and I'm just going to tell you this, Owen. I, I'm not going to scream at you, no matter what happens. You're my seventh intern. I've had bad luck, um, but it ends here, okay? So, um, let me. Uh, that, that finally ends the opening monologue here 48 minutes into the show. Uh, thank you once again to Johnny's Automotive. Um, uh, wait, no, Johnny's Automotive is doing the next segment. Thank you to Winslow T. Um, that's how you know it's Winslow for your support. And now um, let's hear from our buddy. You know him, you love him. Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. Hi, this is Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. I'm here today to talk about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is a digital asset designed to work just like cash or card. Cryptocurrencies use decentralized control, unlike a central bank. That adds up to a whole lot more folks checking to make sure things are legit. That's why I'm proud to announce that in addition to striving to go carbon neutral, Johnny's Automotive is now accepting crypto. That's right. Pay for your new muffler with Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, or Neo, or fork over the money for those new brakes or rotors with Ethereum, Zcash, Dash, or Ripple. We even accept Popcoin, Pandacoin, and Insanecoin. Just another reason to make it on down to the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. Johnny's, we do it right. And check it. That's Johnny's way. See you soon. With a last name like Reed, you know what? I know how to read a good deal. Um, that's why you should go to uh, Johnny's to get your car checked, where they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. So I got to do this fast because, man, time waits for no man. Um, topic sentence. Well, as the investigative pressure mounts on our president, his relationship with congressional Democrats has become toxic. Omelette Barr has been goaded into an ugly back and forth with the Speaker of the House centered around whether his actions in an infrastructure meeting this week with Pelosi and Chuck Schumer qualified as a temper tantrum. Tantrum. For more on this, it's time for What in the Crap. What in the Crap. What in the Crap. So again, it seems like President Omelette Barr has met his match. And I'm not talking about George Conway's biting new nickname. 
How come every time I go on HuffPost or CNN, it talks about this guy George Conway, who's uh, Kellyanne Conway's husband, how he's got a new nickname, a biting new nickname for for uh, omelet bar? Like, what? Why do I care? Like, do you think that you think you're going to hear this? Do you think I'm going to talk about uh, George Conway and then say this? I was wrong, and I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. No. We're not going to play the George Conway nickname and then say, do the we got him thing, okay? It's, uh, no. Ahmed Bars met his match in Nancy Pelosi. Uh, so they had this meeting, and, uh... And and Pelosi said that uh, Ahmed Bar had a temper tantrum, but then uh, Ahmed Bar said, "This is not true. I was purposely very polite and calm." He keeps talking about how calm he was, and I was m- very calm. Minutes later, in the rose garden, can be easily proven such a lie. Um, uh, and then Pelosi shot back. And I, this is the best thing that anyone's ever said. She said this. Again, I pray for the President of the United States. I wish that his family or his administration or his staff would have an intervention for the good of the country. And that's when we play. I was wrong, and I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Bar got all mad at, at Pelosi for saying that about him, uh, that he needed an intervention. Uh, so now uh, these right-wing trolls have made this video uh, where they they it, they slow down the video, and it looks like Pelosi is drunk as she's talking, and it's going all over Facebook, and they won't take it off Facebook. Uh, it's uh, it's it's bad, uh, but uh, you know. What are you going to do? It's it's like, at some point, this all stops being fun. Like, you know, the back and forth. Who knows if it was ever fun? When I was a kid, I was obsessed with uh, the Civil War in, like, second, third, fourth grade. Uh, watched the Ken Burns thing and read all these books. And uh, I just thought the Civil War was so cool, but I think I thought about it in, like, almost, like, kind of the same way I like baseball. Like, I like the different generals and the different battles and stuff. And then my dad, I got this book, Brother Against Brother, um, and my dad was reading it to me at night um, before I went to sleep. And it was not um, good to read that before I went to sleep. This is just very graphic uh, depiction and, and emotional, psychological depiction of what war is like. And uh, it really freaked me out, and I stopped liking the Civil War. And that uh, I feel like at some point that's how this um, political checkup starts to feel. Um, brother against brother. And speaking of that, um, just wanted to condemn what happened with, even though he's a creep, this whole thing with Assange is horrible. Um, Man, we don't even have time for the uh, who do you want to win, who's going to win. Uh, that's okay. Nothing really happened this week in in reference to that. Um, so 
I'm going to wrap up here. And I, um, I sometimes listen to the New Yorker radio hour. It can be a little dry. But this week, they, um, or last week, James Taylor was on it. And uh, I love James Taylor. And it was very inspiring. Um, and, um, you know, he, he did a little guitar lesson for the, for the dude. And uh, so I want to close out with um, one of my favorite James Taylor tunes, Something in the Way She Moves. This is Race to the Bottom. Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend.